everyone, Dave and Jeff doing our first podcast of the week. It's Monday, November 4th, as we're watching the last couple minutes of the Cowboys-Giants game on Monday Night Football. But again, i got to remember to do the date. So anyone that yells at me, it's over. Stop screaming at me. You know exactly where you stand. Uh, Dave, let's just get it out of the way early because he's been really, really tired. <laughs> F you to Steve Woods. <laughs> you, 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 oh, my God. I just, I literally have been here less than two minutes. And we're dying laughing about our friend Woods, who who I said, uh, you tuned in today. I'm trying to think yeah, of who. Yeah, I, I did. I, and usually, I've not heard Steve at five in the morning to start the show in months. And okay. I just happened to be up to hear him. And all he did was talk about Count waiting to go back to sleep in four hours. And he's just going to have to fight through it. I'm like, dude, your fight job as a it. morning show guy is to get people ready for their day. Not think about going back to bed. Here's- so they fall asleep on the freeway. <laughs> Asshole. Him. And Jim Trotter, two guys that are incredibly close to us. And Jim Trotter we saw last week and was telling us that he has this calf injury. And I was sharing with Dave an amazing story about former UFC fighter Randy Couture, who I think I have the time, the days right, but I think it was a week ago tomorrow, which would be Tuesday or Wednesday. Randy Couture is working out in L.A. and doesn't feel good. And so he walks like three blocks to a local hospital where they advise him that he's currently having a heart attack. (laughs) So 48 hours later, he's released and he walks home again. How does that happen? They put you in a goddamn wheelchair just to leave your uh, your hospital room. Because he's a man. (laughs) And he didn't talk about his calf injury. No. He didn't talk about how sleepy he was. No. And then this guy, I see clips that yeah. he was down here with Tabitha Lipkin and Nick Hardwick, and I saw Nick jumping out of planes and Tabitha jumping out of planes. Yep. Randy was featured in it. This goddamn guy, like four <laughs> days after having a heart attack, quite possibly was not only drove down to San Diego, half the world doesn't drive for no. a year after a heart attack, Drives down to San Diego and then flings himself out of a perfectly good airplane. So tell me again how sleepy you are after just getting an extra hour's sleep the night before. I know we're getting a text tomorrow. Let him tell you again how, uh, hey, man, when I play baseball, it's real baseball, guys. Yeah. Okay. Listen, I got to get up. I put a hat on. I got to deal with that goddamn Kelly Danik. That's no easy task. <laughs> Dave and I uh, just sitting here, and it was so damn funny because we've been there too. We've been there when you're like, ah, oh, I'm so tired. Yeah, but you, we've never ever said that on there. I don't ever. think so. But then you realize that, like, if I didn't know the Couture story, yes, like for both of those guys, you'd be like, oh, okay. And then you're like, hey, shithead, <laughs> go Google this guy, what he's done for the last four days. Don't tell me anything. Guy's a machine. Oh my gosh, that's too damn funny. Oh my gosh. Hey, so uh, God, I got a ton to ask you. I got to ask right. you. I, first of all, we'll we'll start with uh, this weekend, okay? Because mm-hmm. uh, I, I know what you did last night. I just have no details about last night. So my sons uh, had their birthday on Saturday, which was great, and we went to God. I I think cannabis pissed at me. I don't hear any. And listen, I couldn't give less of a shit. I don't. 
I really could. I, I couldn't give less of a fuck whatever his feelings are hurt Do you about. think he's pissed at you or do you just think he's he's less active on Twitter? I told him we went to the Godfather. Yeah. It's his place. He's the one that recommended it to you. Yeah, years ago. And it's great. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I was like, hey, fuckhead. I just <laughs> mentioned your place and gave you credit for it. Why don't you tell me again about Kevin? I didn't vote for Faulkner. Don't hold it against me, sir. <laughs> Your hated guy, uh, Nick's hated guy. So my sons had said, we talked about different places where they wanted to go. Okay, and, and they're 12 now. 12? Yeah, I'm not, yeah. I, I know, but I mean no, for the yeah, audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but my point is they're a year away from being a teenager officially. Oh, man. And also the, the birthday parties change. Yeah, the whole game has changed. But I was just saying to him tonight driving down, Look, I don't know. It's for parents. It's just different. And as they wrapped up elementary school last year, their grades were shit. <laughs> I was getting, I mean, like, dude, like borderline almost an F in like three things. They had senioritis already in elementary school. And just you're getting to wait to get the fuck out. Right. And you're getting reports about their attitude and all these different things. And that was at a school where they had been for seven years yeah. and knew everybody. Now they were getting ready to go to a whole new school, new routine, where they were used to just being in one classroom all day. They're in seven different classrooms. They don't have any classes together. They know some of the kids there, but there were a bunch of new kids. And I was just talking to them both on the drive down, and one guy's got four A's and three B's, Fantastic. and the other guy's got five A's and two B's. Awesome. And I was just like, God dang, that's so great. So their grades have been fun and everything's been cool. So their mom and I were talking about different things for dinner. And she goes, you know what? They're always popping off about that goddamn godfather. She goes, what do you think? Should we just go for popping it? Off. And I go, you know what? That sounds great. They're having a good year and everything's cool. God dang, Dave. That place treated those, treated our entire table and every that's table great. like you're just... Like, you are the godfather. <laughs> and uh, it was just outstanding, man. It was just, like I said, and people, so this is the funny thing. Yeah. I have posted on social media, not so much for general public, but in-house. Like, the last couple of days, like, I had done a lot with my ex-wife. A really close friend of mine sends me a text. Uh, they live down in Texas. Hey, I'm just saying... You've been spending a lot of goddamn, goddamn time with her. I go, hey, I'm just saying it's none of your fucking business. Uh, but I'll tell you that we do it because we get along fine. Yeah, We're not dating. We're not married. We're not putting rings back on. But you know what? You fucking nosy dick. It's a good look for my kids. Yeah. And we have friends, you know people, that have gone through awful divorces Hey, look, she's going to owe me a shitload of money in a couple months. It makes me really, really easy for me to be nice to her. She's going to owe me a fucking lot of money in a couple of months. Oh, my gosh. And it's great. I'm going to get that George Hamilton tan <laughs> yep. and the Matt Dillon teeth from something about Mary. It's going to be outstanding. <laughs> but if... Uh, like, I get along with her great. And we had a great night, a Halloween. We had a great yeah. night for their birthday. We did a lot of things. And so Saturday was really cool. And then um, and then Sunday, yeah, I had found tickets on StubHub. Yeah. 
17 rows behind the basket at Staples Center. My kids love the NBA for 52 a ticket. And I said to her, I go, look, I know Sunday night's a school night, but tip-off is 6 o'clock. And I go, it's birthday weekend. I go, I'll pick up the tab, but what do you think about doing NBA? And I go, and by the way, I want you to be there. Like, it's birthday weekend. I want you to go. I go, I'm going to buy four tickets. And she goes, God dang. She goes, you know how we are on Sunday. She goes, I get so, like, we got to be in bed at 8. But she goes, if you're cool doing it, I'm cool doing it. Yeah. And so we just went up and we hung out and you How go, early did you leave? Uh, we left about 11. Okay, so you spent the day in LA. Uh, just downtown LA. Yeah, and you just and my my one son Cade just fucking loves the energy of a downtown building. Cool. Um the only thing that he said to me which he's funny, he's probably like a lot of you, but he loves we walk downtown LA and he goes, "You know, dad, you might think I'm crazy, but I love looking at all the rundown signs. I like looking at just the different little businesses and every and the people. And he and I, about halfway through the day, I'm like, God, the people are fucked up here, and the dogs are all fucked up. <laughs> what do you mean I, the dogs? I are saw two up? three-legged dogs. I saw dogs with the one dog was completely shaved except for its chin. And I said to Kate, I go, What the fuck? What the fuck is with the Duck Dynasty beard on that? Dog? He goes, What the hell is that? Um, but he and I, we just like there's a certain yeah. energy about a downtown in a major city. And he and I will say this too. And it's just, he and I are a lot alike. There's an energy that you feel when you walk through a downtown that's a little, a little dirty, got a little edge to it. And his mom and his brother are just kind of strolling. Yeah. And he and I are like, man, this town's got a little grit to it. We <laughs> like it. And all of a sudden we're walking and uh, somebody's just yacked on the thing. And he goes, God dang it. I'm going to throw up if I look at that thing. Dad, I can smell it. I don't know what it is. But if I see it or I smell it, then I start thinking about it and I start dry heaving. And I go, listen. Dude, I enjoy watching people drive. (laughs) I do. I enjoy it. I told him, don't tell me because I'm the same way. God, did you see that guy? What the hell was he eating? Corn chowder? I go, stop talking. Stop talking right now. But um, so we survived that. Nobody puked. Yeah. And uh, ironically, we ended up for dinner at the same place where the three of us um, had our last dinner with Erica Lee. And so I went and ordered and they went and grabbed. It's a food court. Yeah. But a pretty nice one. And all of a sudden I turn around and the whole place is wide open and they went and grabbed the table where we sat with Erica. And I go, fuck, that's pretty sweet. And then Dave, we went to Staples Center and... They wanted to see Kawhi. Yeah. And I'm just, God dang it, man. God dang. The NBA is so outstanding. It is. And the Clippers just lasers and drums and, I don't know, a TV just doesn't do it justice. But when you're watching the Clippers and it was a blast to see Kawhi and it's a blast to see Lou Williams, but... um. Donovan Mitchell to me. Oh, he's great. Wow. 
Yeah. And Rudy Gobert, and again, yeah. my sons are all into it. I'm a casual yeah. fan. I've been watching a ton this year. I mean, I watched yeah. two games a day. Really? I hate to say it. I've watched every fucking Pelicans game because it was all met for Zion, and they're on every goddamn yeah. night. Where's me out? I said, I've seen all these assholes when they're on the Lakers. Well, I was so excited because I um, I did an ESPN league for my yeah. sons, and I ended up with Kawhi and Donovan Mitchell. Oh, pretty cool. And so I said to those guys walking in, I go, hey, you know, we got two guys going tonight, and... My son, Jack, who's really into it, goes, Dad, Mitchell's really good. I go, oh, yeah. Well, he goes, no, you'll like him. And we He's start, better in the pros than he was in college. Where did he go? Louisville. Louisville. Well, okay. after the game, him and Rick Pitino were hanging out on the floor. Last night? Last night. No shit. Yeah. Oh, that would have been fun to see. I was hoping you were going to ask Pitino if he was going to take the San Diego State job in a year. Uh, God, wouldn't that be great? <laughs> uh, but it just, uh, and then we got home. What time you get back? Um, we were out the door. My advice for anybody, if you go up there on a weekend, park at 7th and Fig. Cost me six bucks to park. We were there from 11 in the morning, and we got back on the freeway at 9 o'clock, and I dropped them off in La Mesa at 11. Perfect. And it was just, look, man, for me, uh, birthdays matter. Birthdays matter because, as this show knows and people who pay attention to this show know, there's no goddamn guarantee for any of us that there's going to be another one next year. And so uh, no guarantee that I'll be there for their next one. No guarantee that anybody will be there. So goddamn, if you got a birthday coming up, we're going to make sure in our family that it's celebrated like it's yeah. the best ever. And uh, And it was just really great. And like I said to them tonight, I go, look, you get to a certain point where you're, you're excited about your birthday and fuck anybody. And this is for the women out there in the yeah. audience. Just stop with the whole bullshit of birthday month. Like, <laughs> God damn. Okay. Just fucking shut up. Like you're not that desperate for attention. What happened to you? You're embarrassing yourself. Well, birthday month continues as I get it. Ugh. I thought you were going to go in the direction about women who don't like to talk about birthdays or their age. You went completely the other way. You know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about the people. Oh, that, there are a lot of them. Yeah. That yeah. We should celebrate you for a whole goddamn month? <laughs> like, really? Really? We should celebrate you, the fact that you turned 40 fucking seven. I should take a month out of my life to celebrate that because I don't have anything else going on. The idea that we were going to take you to Jimmy O's for some fucking appetizers and a couple of drinks, that doesn't qualify anymore. All of us assholes should celebrate you for a month. Uh, all right. Yeah, all right. Well, we'll get right on that. God, I said to my kids, yeah. I go, if you ever date anybody who says anything about birthday month. It's an out. Um, yeah, I'm going to be like, Kate, come here. No. And he's dying. <laughs> he goes, how will I know? I go, it's real goddamn simple. Just one of your first dates is be like, yeah, what do you like to do for your birthday? And they're like, birthday month? You go, I got to run. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. My dad's going to kick me right yeah. in the ass if I spend another two minutes with you. <laughs> fucking psycho. Like, God, how much attention do you need? Just celebrate the day. Look, if your birthday falls on Tuesday... And you do something yeah. Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
But then we're going back out Friday or exactly. Saturday, right? Friday night maybe with your friends. Yep. And then Saturday. Hey, that's all good. That's all good. We get it. But this month, oh, oh, God. Oh, my gosh. Because Dave and I are classy, yes, this is incredibly difficult for us to do. But nobody else will do it. They all just think it. Listen, the moment you hit send on that Facebook message about birthday month, everybody that you're friends with, whether you have ten or 10,000, are like, oh, fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you is right. right. That's exactly what they're doing. I'm not buying you a gift every goddamn day. Jesus Christ. It's hard enough for me to remember to buy Dave eight gifts at Hanukkah. Right, Dave? <laughs> right? That has never happened. What do you mean? Oh, my gosh. That has never happened. Hell, my birthday is coming up. Uh, yeah, my birth- This is my birthday month. Yeah. Yeah, and you're going to be out of town. We're supposed to go to Tommy's. What the fuck? I know. I think I leave that day on the 13th. <laughs> We'll go when we come back. And now, yeah, no. go ahead. Here's the problem. Yeah. I got two guys that have added themselves to the thing. They love chili burgers. That's They're fine. Like, we want, well, yeah, it's fine. I'm yeah. the guy picking up the tab for 97 <laughs> you don't have to people. Buy it for 97. Just say, we'll meet you there. Oh, I buy it. No, I'm saying for my kids. Oh, oh, oh. I thought you were talking John Howard. I didn't know what the hell you're oh, talking no. about. Oh, no. John would be fine. No, Jack and Cade won. Okay, for your cool. Birthday Absolutely. Yeah. They're welcome to come. So we'll go. I thought you were talking John Howard's the one that's been trying to get trying to get in. But I just to finish on the NBA, it is such an unbelievable presentation. It is. And even during the TV timeouts, they're doing so many things to keep the crowds active where the NFL you just kind of sit around. Man, there is something going all the time. It is just really, really great. You know, here's the here's what goes on in my head is that growing up Baseball was my favorite. I'm Mm -hmm. still a baseball guy, but this is the month where you get all four at the same time. Okay, and it only happens at once a year where you have that time where you have NHL, you have the NBA, you have Major League Baseball, you have the NFL. Only one day this calendar did it work out where all four played at the same time. Yep. And so as I'm flipping around going, oh, this is great, you realize how bad Major League Baseball is. Mm. As far as entertainment goes, like like my son, just like your two boys, huge mm. NBA guy, mm-hmm. loves the NBA. Even though he was a baseball and football player, he's an NBA guy. Loves the Lakers, loves watching everybody, knows everybody. And you, you sit there and you go, man, the NBA is fast. Then mm-hmm. you sit there and you watch the NFL and most games are within, you know, three points. We'll take you to the fourth quarter. Major League Baseball has gotten to the point where it's either a strikeout or a home run. Yep. And they're 100% fine with it. There's no manufacturing runs like there used to be. Guys don't steal bases. All the stuff that was exciting when we were kids. And you realize how how slow it is. Yeah. Major League Baseball has a major problem. And they know it. Mm-hmm. TV ratings go down every year. This World Series was the lowest rated World Series that they've had in forever. So you go, well, what can you do to, to possibly fix it? I don't know what you do to fix it. Because right now, as you said, you went one time and you're like, my kids are like, I can't wait to come back. Yeah. I go to a, a Padre game. The last one I went to, we sat maybe fifth row. And my son and I were both like, it's better on TV. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, for guys who like baseball, it's better on TV. You get better angles. You get better descriptions of what's happening. It's better on TV. I'll, I will say the NFL is better on TV, by the way. Not even close. Oh I, yeah! I mean, I was at an NFL Completely. game just yesterday, so it is it is better on, on TV. But it's um, for Major League Baseball. They they have a major problem coming. All these young uh, sports fans, like your boys, my son, they're going NBA. They yeah. are. They aren't going Major League Baseball. It's tough to find guys who are between twelve and twenty six that will sit there and tell you Major League Baseball is my favorite. God, 
uh, leads to Strasburg. Uh, Steven Strasburg opts out four years, $100 million. Yep. We kind of had gone back and forth. There were people that had felt like he would stay uh, in Washington. I I'll still s- think he's staying. You don't think he's staying? Well, he could. I mean, he's just not He's not staying under the terms of yeah. the current deal. Would you? What would you have done? Um. Well, when you have Scott Boris, who, as Anthony Rendon pointed out, man, we're about to get him really, really rich. Yep. Because all the top guys have him. This thing's going to drag out till March. He's going to drag it out late. And for me, while I love the idea of the Padres being aggressive in the free agent market, I don't have any interest in that move at all. I'm with you 100%. He's over the age of 30. Over the age of 30. He's going to ask for a lot of years, years that you aren't going to get value back in return. Yeah. He doesn't throw 99 to 100 anymore. You know, throws a ton of breaking balls. He's very, very good. I mean, right? we saw what he is. He's he's outstanding. But guys don't sign three- and four-year contracts anymore. Not when you're coming off a World Series MVP year. Nope. And uh, you're 100% right. Signing a pitcher of his age for whoever's going to sign him for a seven- to ten-year deal is scary as shit. By the way, he doesn't have a home in San Diego anymore. He sold his home in San Diego a year ago. He is lives that right? He lives in D.C. full-time. And if you talk to people that know him uh, very well, they he will they will tell you he didn't enjoy his time in San Diego growing up here. Really? It wasn't until he got to San Diego Tony State Gwynn. that thing in, in life. I think it was more even the pitching coach. He gives a lot of credit to Tony, but it was more Rusty that, oh, was that he, right? who, who his relationship with is. But from everyone I've spoken to, and I don't I don't know him, but I'll tell you right now, I don't know him. I just know people that were his coach when he was in Little League, people mm-hmm. were his coach when he was in high school, and obviously we know people that work with the Nationals. And they, they make it sound like he has no interest at all in relating to his time back in his childhood in, in San Diego. He was a he was a, a heavy kid. People mm-hmm. call him a crybaby. He was mm-hmm. he was one of those guys that people gave a lot of shit to growing up. Maybe they saw potential in him, but it sounds like people were on him his case all the time. I remember when Rosie and I were doing afternoons. Yeah. We did uh uh show outside of Viejas Arena, kind of on the lawn. Uh, Vieja Serena leading into an Aztec game. And he just came strolling <clears throat> like he was going to the game, but we just called him over and he sat down. God, he was great. He yeah. was great. And I was there the night against Air Force when he struck out 17. And my buddy, who's a scout for the Nationals, uh, we were in the third row and it was insanely fun. And watching what he did at uh at the world series was awesome yeah but i just to me for this team going after him right now where he is what he just accomplished set the bar incredibly high with his agent as well there is no hometown discount no this is a big time player looking for big time dough because in the World Series, he was outstanding. Absolutely. But I'm looking at it going, man, I just don't know that that's the move for this particular team. And I think he will go somewhere. It'll be exciting to watch what happens. But I I look at guys, Dave, like a John Carlos Stanton that went to the Yankees, got a huge deal right, and then ends up in New York and hasn't really performed up to those numbers, 
they have the ability to cushion it and say, hey, we're going to be there next year when you bounce back and you're ready to go. Man, when you're all ready, and look, this team has to increase payroll. We know yeah. they're going to do it. But they're not one guy away. They're a handful of guys away. Sure. And so while I love the idea of all things being equal, I would love Strasburg to be here. I think it's a great story. I would really, really want to know what the numbers are. And I have a feeling that this team is going to overpay and get in and be like you know, a kid chasing something on eBay and you're going to bid too high and too far and get in and, and just be out of it. I, I would just, I I would like them. I, I use the twins as my example. Yeah. They went out last year and got two or three pitchers and some impact guys and really didn't make a huge thing and went out and won a hundred plus games. They didn't have to go out and sign no. JD Martinez. They didn't have to go out and sign Strasburg or Manny Machado or Harper. They looked and said, we're a last place team like the San Diego Padres. We have a lot of holes to fill. They went out and got a first-time manager. Rocco Baldelli was great. And they found a lot of value on the market, and they spread that value around and got back to the playoffs. Yep. I don't think there's anything wrong in that game plan at all. But I just think there's going to be so much of this media jumping up and down to go get Strasburg. And I think this team pays way too much attention to outside voices instead of inside voices that I do believe they'll be uh, a viable player for it. But if they don't get them, I will tell you, I will not be disappointed. I'm with you 100%. It's funny. I didn't think you and I would agree on that. I, I honestly will tell Padre fans, and they don't care what I have to say, but I would say don't freak out when you don't get Garrett Cole in Strasburg because more than likely you aren't getting either one. Maybe they both go to the Angels. And so that would be something they've got both of them. I just think, They need them. Yeah, I think Cole goes to the Angels. I, I think Strasburg's going back to the Nationals. Do you? Yeah, I do. I mean, the two daughters, the the wife in D.C., yeah. the family home, lives there year-round. It sounds like people with the Nationals sound pretty comfortable that he's coming back. I'd, very funny last night to be watching Kawhi. Yeah. And I was thinking about Kawhi, San Diego State, MVP, the feeling of, hey, man, go back to something you built. And he was like, fuck that. I'm going home. And so it wouldn't shock me at all if Strasburg ended up here. I just It I, would surprise me. Because don't you think the Padres, when you say they'd have to overpay, no matter mm -hmm. who they go for, they're going to have to overpay. Yeah. Because, you know, the, the, to me, a pro athlete, the ones we talk to, there's the winning side and there's mm -hmm. the business side. Yeah. And a lot of times the guys who have already won will sit there and say, well, I already have the ring. Now I'm chasing the the future. I'm chasing the finances. I think they're going six and one fifty, would be the number that I think they put up. You think that's enough? What does that come out to? Now well, it's twenty five a year, but it, it oh, gives you no way he's getting more than that. It gives you another fifty million though. He he opted out of four at twenty five. But he was made. He made this year alone. He made thirty seven million. In yeah, the but the remaining years were four yeah. and a hundred. Yeah, I think he gets. Oh, I think he gets more than twenty five. He's uh, he's thirty one though. Yeah, I think someone's going to pay him. I think he gets. I think he gets closer to thirty five million a year. For how many years? What I four. I, so now you're at one seventy. One seventy or one forty. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I had to math. He gets more than four. I think he's going to ask for money that would take him up to at least thirty eight years old. It's a seven-year If you gave deal. him five at 35, that's... Uh, that's his last contract, then. That's $175 million. 
Yeah, and again, I don't know how long he wants to uh, he wants to play. So seven seven for thirty five would be two forty five. Yeah, I don't think they're going seven for. See, and that that would take him to thirty eight. That would be his last contract. The one guy that I, I liked as a as someone who who does this all the time was Rendon's line. Yeah, when he said, "I have no desire to play baseball by the time after the age of thirty six. When he goes, "I'm not looking for a ten year contract." Yeah. They asked him, what do you think about Zimmerman? He goes, what are you going to be doing at 36? He goes, I'll be at home. He goes, I'm not doing this shit. The, a lot of talk with uh, Rendon is going to the Rangers. Yeah, I saw that too. He said, now that Chase Tingler's the fuck out of there, I'm interested. <laughs> no, he didn't say that at all. Um, the one thing, though, about Strasburg coming here is if he ends up here from a marketing standpoint, I mean, look, for now, if you had a rotation – that's Strasburg and Paddock and Gore and Patino and Lamette. Whoa. Love it. I'd love it. Right? It would be it would be great. Right. And so they may look at it and go, dude, the other four guys you just mentioned, they'll make shit. <laughs> and the money that we make from a marketing standpoint and yeah. a jersey and ticket sales and everything else with Strasburg is going to offset it. That's the thing. I mean, I get that they're not the Jeff Morad Padres anymore. But, um, yeah, I mean, the the price didn't go down with what's happened the last couple of weeks. And I just look at it and you go, where are they going to go and what are they going to do? You know, it's uh, with the Padres. I talked to someone yesterday who's, who's closer to the financial part of the Padres. Mm-hmm. Told me the Padres are killing it right now. Good. Financially, the Padres are raking in the money. Well, I think, Dave, I think that's great news. Because if they're doing that, and Ron said what he did, um, he goes, look, payroll's going up. I mean, they get it. I, I'll at least give them credit where it's due in that they have openly acknowledged, like, the time is now. They're feeling the pressure. Summer vacation's about ready to end, and they better put some fucking wins up on the board. I surely hope that's the case. Yeah. You know, okay, so obviously we know how every business works, especially mm-hmm. in baseball. Everybody's making money. Everybody draws the line. This is the amount of money we want to make. Mm-hmm. So we aren't going to go over this because this is our profit that we're going to keep for the owners, everybody else. The Padres, from what I was told, much better than I even thought. You know, that the Padres are doing really, really well. And this whole idea with the new Brown that's coming in, they're going to do even better. Uh, don't be so sure of that. Well, I'm saying people are going to buy the guy dang Brown. They're going to get rid of their blue shit. Don't be so sure of it. What are you talking about? Why wouldn't they buy the Brown? Well, I would just, I'm going to say this. Okay. Um, the funny thing is that I checked with people at Fox Sports San Diego on, and I said, hey, what time do you guys go live on Saturday? Because I'm going to be out. I want to set my DVR. They're like, we're not carrying it. Can you imagine that shit? What are you talking about? That will not be on Fox Sports San Diego. The event that they have really? talked about, counting down where you could do a whole thing and release it. I was told today by people that would know, we are not carrying that event. That's insane. All right. That's the first part that's insane. The second part that I have been told directly by people that would know is uh, not not a fan. Like they know what's happening. Uh huh. 
and and it's like what I said that you were going to be disappointed. Uh huh. <laughs> yep. Yep. Dude, I gotta laugh. I I told I was told over the weekend, and look, yeah. Here's what I said to my friend earlier today at Fox okay. Sports San Diego. I said, look, this town needs a win. We need a win. Yes. They have waited for this for so long. The fans have, have waited. asked for it for so long. For so long. And you've seen so many different potential mock-ups that look so, so good. Yeah, a ton of them that look really good. It's not that goddamn hard, right? Just look at some of the ones that were out there. I looked at the one tonight that was a picture that somebody put together, a mock-up of Matt Kemp in the uh, home jersey, and I think it was Kashner in like a road jersey. Okay. Somebody put it out, and it was just pinstripes for Kemp, and it had Padres and a really cool script across the front. And they were like, yeah, that's, that's not happening. <laughs> that's not happening. Fuck. No. And then I've gotten this confirmed yes. from at least five different people that they have put a cuff, a trim around the neck, on a pinstripe jersey. Really? That there's a trim around the neck and around the cuff. And so I was making phone calls and texting people over the weekend and said, is the cuff story true? Where'd you hear that? I go, is it true? Ah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, so I, I can't tell you great details because I really didn't want to know. Yeah. So I, I don't I can't tell you where there's SDs or Padres or font or script or print. I don't have any idea on any of that. I really don't. All I know is that I was told about three weeks ago that of the jerseys that have been seen. Yeah. The home jerseys, eh. Really? Eh. And I have been told that the alternate road jersey is horrendous. Horrendous was the word they used? Uh, <laughs> they're like, they're like, uh, <laughs> I was told tonight. Uh, no, when was this? I got to get my days straight. Hang on. I want to the. I want to get my days straight. Now, this is actually days running into each okay. other. But it doesn't matter. Yeah. I was told by two different sources that you'll know it when you see it. Really? Now, I listen, I could not tell you. I don't know if it's brown. I don't know if it's gold. I don't know if it's polka dot because I, yeah. didn't, I didn't ask too much. I just asked in general terms. So I genuinely, and they're like, oh, yeah, the hat was the, the high point. We maxed out at the hat. And everything else is a shit show. (sighs) Now, look, I don't know. They may come out, Dave, on Saturday. Yeah. And they may come out, and a lot of us may go like, hey, fuck, that's not bad. But I was told, uh, yeah. You know know what's going to happen? It's going to be like the goddamn uh, college football playoff where, you know, if four teams get in and then everybody writes these long paragraphs on how they would fix it. Yeah. After they announce these uniforms, you're going to see everyone else's variation of what they would have done. 
People are going to go. I've already these seen are, them, but they've yeah. had them out for four years. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. People are going to all send there. This is what I would have done. This is what I would have done. I've seen some really good ones with great. you that were really, really, really fucking great. good. Where you go, this would have been this is a- it. amazing. And I saw... Horrendous, though, you just horrendous. said. Horrendous. On the road, again, I just <laughs> I stopped them because I, I was like, I want to ask about yeah. color or trim. Yeah. I don't know if there's pinstripes. I don't know anything. All I've heard is that we need to keep our eye out for the road alternate jersey because it is the buck tooth. Holy shit. Right? Yep. Yeah. Face punched in stepbrother of the group. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this was really funny. Yeah. So last week, uh, I get a call from uh, Stevie Woods. Okay. Stevie Woods calls me, and he goes, hey, man, Ben's going on vacation. Yeah. Ben's going on vacation. Do you want to fill in at 97.3? And my initial reaction, and Woods will confirm this, I was like, nah. Yeah, surprised. And he's like, did he tell you that? No, for you, no. People would have said, what would Jeff, Jeff would say, fuck off. He has no interest in going back to regular radio. Yeah, but to fill in for two days with Woods. He's only going on vacation for two days. I don't know how long he. What the hell is going on in that sweatshop? (laughs) Like a four day weekend. Okay. And this was my favorite thing that may have ever been described about this show. Yeah. Uh, So he goes, really? He goes, I got it signed off. Like, they're all, they're stoked if you want to oh, come Oh, so in. he had to go back for you just to make sure everything's cool. He just went to check. Okay. And he goes, hey, we'll put a few bucks in your pocket, do the whole thing. I go, you know what? To hang out there. Uh, hey, I've never been in those. I haven't been in that building. Yeah. Um, our girl Suda Vincent's there and Kelly and Woods and Paul. Yeah. All those guys. I go, you know what? Fuck it. I would do it, but I leave for Toronto uh week from Wednesday, and it was Thursday and Friday. Yeah. And I, But you know what, Dave? The idea that they said, hey, come on in, I thought that was really cool. And I said, listen, if it, if it works out in the future, uh, give, me, give me a call. I'll do it for you. He goes, yeah, it was funny, man. He goes, I went and I talked to our management team, and they were like, look, we know those guys have ripped the shit out of all of us. We know it. We know it. But they said, there's no doubt in our mind, no doubt in our mind, that Jeff has Padre blood in him. Of course. And they're like, he's a Padre guy. So yes. he ripped us. We don't really give a shit. Oh, there you go. But he's a Padre guy. They yes. said, what about Dave? No. Oh, no. No, he's not a Padre. <laughs> He's the smart one. Oh, you son of a bitch! I'm not this the guy. I'm not the play guy. The, play the clo- play closing time. I'm going to hit you. You did not. Say I'm that. not. The, I'm not the guy that loses his shit when Yates doesn't win a goddamn bullshit <laughs> fucking relief award. This whole town goes fucking crazy that Josh Hader wins some award that nobody gives a fuck about. The Trevor Hoffman. Oh my god! Who won dude. It in 1986. Oh my god, dude. Jeff Reardon. Uh, see, no, I don't know. You're probably right. And probably when it was the Rollins Award, it probably was yeah, Jeff Reardon. Steve Bedrosian. Dude, you know what's funny, man? We looked up Josh Hader. My, my son and I did afterwards. You know, you remember Josh Hader? All the bullshit that came. Yeah, dude, it was much worse than I what? remember. Yeah, I mean, he's the biggest goddamn racial slur dropping motherfucker on the planet. He's a piece of shit. Kirby Yates is our guy. <laughs> I got it. 
everybody right now as you're talking i'm sitting there looking at twitter and people are losing their mind that tatis isn't going to win rookie of the year i'm like dude you played 84 games just stop the conversation you sound like a bunch of fucking idiots okay you got to play more than 84 games yeah i don't think i mean i think and and gold gloves and everything else who gives a fuck worry about not losing 90 plus games a year well this is when i think you have if you're looking at it from a marketing standpoint or an ownership group, the whole thing, and again, let's see what happens on Saturday. I have just been prepared to, I really wanted to hear, you guys are going to dig them, they're going to be great. And then if we came back and we're like, well, I don't know that I dig them, but they're okay. Now I was told, uh, they're bad. <laughs> um, But I think, Dave, when you look at it, this is this off season is off to a very very shaky start. Yeah, the Tingler move is up for debate, but whatever. You see what happens if they do butcher the uniforms after a two year wait for it. Boy, that is a a bad bad move, and especially because they have openly said how much they appreciate and they look to Padres Twitter. Padres Twitter is going to beat the living shit out of them if they screw these things up. And, uh, but then I looked this weekend. Now, these are the uniforms you're going to keep forever, right? These are what you're building on, like your St. Louis Cardinals. Until your four years from now. I thought they were trying to find a uniform that you don't keep changing. Isn't that what Fowler said? Well, I, look, I don't know what happened. All I know is that they had about 19 different focus groups. Instead of just looking at Twitter and going, God damn, those are nice. <laughs> Let's do that. And who is this guy? Who's the guy who designed them? Right? The couple of different, you go, we really like, and maybe you go, like the one guy that had like the 10 different versions, there were two or three that were really cool, and there were about four that were really garbage. Yeah. And then a couple that were in the mid-range. And like I said, that one with Kemp today, dude, you could have done that and go, you know what? We're going to change this a little bit. We're going to do some of this different, but overall, it's great. And give the goddamn guy uh, a chance to throw out the first pitch and give him a signed to tease Jersey shit. The guy would have been stoked and everybody wins, but you try to outthink yourself. Yep. And as I was told today, they tried to please everyone and end up pleasing no one. Exactly. And that's bad. So be ready for this on Saturday. But I think what I saw a lot of, and maybe it's just the people that I haven't muted that said it, man, there was so much, animosity towards Austin Hedges, who I'm not a fan of, but openly campaigned for it. And people that were just like, oh, you know, screw you, Hedges. <laughs> Team's in goddamn last place and you're out front pounding That's a my God- point. Yeah. Pounding a sneer drum about how check me out. Aren't I awesome? No, fuck you. Yeah. And uh pounding a snare drum. Yeah. But did you see what I saw? Like the Kirby Yates thing, I think the difference, Dave, between Yates and what happened with Hedges yep. from what I saw in my timeline should be incredibly telling to anybody in that front office who pays attention to the uh, Padres Twitter because both of those guys are going to be on the market this offseason. And there was so much clear love and support that I saw for Kirby Yates, whether the award's meaningful or not. And so many people that were like, ah, stick it, Hedges. <laughs> you self-promoting little shrimp. Um, 
like I, I'm not a fan of the guy, but I don't hate the guy. I didn't I didn't celebrate that he didn't win. I think anytime our team is recognized, whether it was him or Renfro, it would have been cool. Yeah. But there were people that it felt like took a great deal of satisfaction in him not winning, and that's got to be concerning, That right? is concerning because, again, he's wearing your Padre uniform. That should never go out of style. You're, no. you're always rooting for the guys who are wearing your uniform. It's, uh, you know, the gold gloves thing. It, someone said it's an East Coast bias. Look, eight of the guys came from the West Coast. Four yeah. of them came from the East Coast. The other one came, came from the Midwest. The interesting thing I thought was the Diamondbacks. They had four... Guys who wore the Diamondback uniform this year that got gold gloves. I thought Steve and Ben were really good about it today. Talk- I didn't hear it. Oh. I fell asleep because Steve kept talking about falling asleep. And next thing you know, I fucking passed up. <laughs> you did your job, asshole. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <clears throat> he pointed out exactly, uh, Ben and Steve pointed out exactly Nick Ahmed winning and other guys winning that, that got him. Nick um, Ahmed has won two years in a row. I don't think a lot of people realize that he's won two shortstop gold gloves in a row. Well, and I laughed too that they were like, "Yeah, get to tease healthy, and those days are over, Nick." Yeah, oh, you're out of your fucking mind. Dude. You're out of your God, mind. He would have made 32 errors this year if he played the whole season. I swear to God, did you drink all night, dude? Did you made, leave anything in the bottle? You fucking drunk, sorry. Uncle Charlie? Couldn't make it. Re- they put the nets up not to protect the goddamn fans from line drives. It's because Tatis is fucking wild horse arm. Jesus, you never know where it's going. Dude, the honest to God, he had 16 errors in half a season. Okay. 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 Well, I'm surprised okay. people weren't losing their shit about Machado. Were they not freaking out there on that one? Or did no. they lose their mind? No, they said Arenado. Yeah. Can't beat Arenado. They just threw him the towel like Ben and Woods often do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Steve was too tired to throw the towel. I was so sleepy. Oh, he threw him the blanket. <laughs> um, no, but I thought it was OT. really. I'm out. <laughs> I thought it was really good, the point that they made. They're right. When you look at the guys who won, there was a variety of teams that were acknowledged. Yeah. And it wasn't just Yankees, Red Sox, Phillies. There were a bunch of guys that won. Yeah. And so they looked at it, but no. Let me ask you, a lot of people are saying uh, about Yasiel Puig coming here. Do you want to see Yasiel Puig as a Padre? Uh, A couple years ago, I know every Padre fan hated his guts, but now you're seeing his name all over the place. No. And, and I'll tell you why. Go ahead. Uh, I just I don't think that's what you need for a first time guy coming in. I just think it's just like, hey, let's give the pyro more matches, and then when he sits the canyon on fire, what the hell happened? <laughs> God damn it! I told you just hang on to these. Did you see all that dry grass? <laughs> yeah, Dude, I saw your boy yesterday. Who's that? I saw Eddie yesterday. I can't even look at him. I was so embarrassed. I was so ashamed. You saw who? Eddie. Hey. Yeah. Hey, Dave. What's up? No, that was kind of it. I had to turn my head. I was like, oh, fuck. This isn't going to be good at all. I couldn't even look at him without laughing. Did he say hi to you? He just stared right at me. And I was like. Yeah. Tell him, hey, shake your head before I do it for you, Ed. Don't try to mad dog me. I just yell it. Don't forget the baby crackers, Eddie. That's a big, that's a big win. That's a big win. I had, uh, I, had <laughs> I had Tim Conway Jr. on the other night, and he was talking about a cold night and having chili. Yeah. And I'm like. You oh. start laughing out loud? I did. And then he goes, but the only way you can have it, you got to have those oyster crackers. <laughs> and I go, shit. <laughs> and I've said it forever. We just. John Butler was a miserable human being. He was. He was just a miserable human being that was an asshole 
to a lot of people, and I have no problem at all yeah. just making fun of him, and I do it just because he wasn't bad to us, but he was a complete dick to Al Horton. He was yeah. a complete dick to Stevie Quiz. And uh, so that night, I have no idea like where the fuck my mind went that <laughs> night when we were doing it. And Ed McGuire is probably one of the nicest guys you'll ever nice guy. And always nice to me. The thing is, his- your impression of him, and a lot of people don't know what he sounds like, Jeff's right on. It's funny as shit. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. He just had a, hey, what? And he kind of talks spoken. Yeah. <sighs> Has a lisp going. Yeah. And there's just days when he, he he's just worn out. You're like, Ed, what are you worn out? Yeah, jeez. Yeah, jeez. I'm sorry to hear that. Oh, you couldn't give less of a shit. <laughs> you know? Hey, Jeff, what's up? Uh, Dave and I got blown out at 800. Oh, buddy. I'm sorry to hear that. He he fucking didn't care. He give it made no impact on him or his or his NFL pension. He didn't care. He's just hanging out. But the Butler thing was like I was saying to somebody the other day. I was just like, what would this guy do? Like, there's got to be one thing about this guy that could just stand out, and I don't have any idea why. Like, it could have yeah. been anything, right? But I just pictured him eating chili <laughs> and so i just pictured him eating chili and then when i was doing it for yeah. dave i completely locked up and i could not think of oyster crackers <laughs> but i i could see in my head i was like what the fuck are those things called i can't think of it and so i just said uh you know eddie eddie where are those baby crackers hey <laughs> Don't you forget the baby crackers. And I swear to God, Dave, I would, if anybody knew that guy, I I could 100% see him yelling that at Ed McGuire. That's so damn funny. Damn yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, it is, it is yeah. so freaking funny. But dude. I can't believe you saw, just go, hey, Eddie. No, I, I, no I, dude, I immediately threw my head. That's all I heard was, oh, fuck. That was, as soon as I saw him, it was, it was a foot from me right when I walked in the locker room. Hey, Eddie, sun's out, guns out. Look at the pipe. <laughs> sun's out, guns out. <laughs> like, I would just. Remember we saw Eddie in Dallas. It was, it was in September. It was hot as fuck. Yeah, right after 9-11. And he just came back from like a long run. And yeah. I just remember looking, I'm like, who the fuck goes running in this shit? He <laughs> like, used to be, he would be out, um, he'd be out running like all the time, just around the thing. But McGuire, and that's just, just one final thing. And McGuire is almost as nice a dude as, John, sure as John Cantera. Because yeah. they're the three guys that get absolutely tortured on this show. And it's a throwback to my favorite radio show of all time, which is Phil Hendry. Yeah. And Phil Hendry, outside this rule does not apply to John Butler, but it applies to Eddie McGuire, and it 100% applies to Coach John Cantera. So Phil Hendry, for anybody who doesn't know, had this insane radio show where he would interview people, but he would also be the voice of the guests. So he would yeah. say, hey, let's go out to the phones. And John Butler joins us on the show to talk Charger football. John, how you doing? And Phil would lean back and talk into a phone. So it would sound like the guest was on a phone line. And he'd be like, John, how you doing? Well, God, that fellow is great to be here. And he would do half-hour conversations between uh, himself and the guest. But he was also like a ventriloquist 
doing both voices. It was unbelievable. But the greatest, he had about 25 characters that he would do, men, women, the whole thing. But my favorite one that he did, and it's exactly what runs through the mind with Coach Quintera, is he did his program director, David G. Hall. And I've never met the man, but from everybody who worked for him at KFI, they said, like Coach, David G. Hall was just incredibly nice and a blast to work for. Wouldn't that be fun to have a PD like that? Never happened. Never happened. And But Hendry saw no part in that, so he just made his boss out to be the biggest asshole ever and made Hendry sing La Cucaracha and Cinco de Mayo and all these different things. <laughs> so this incredibly nice guy would come into work the morning after he, quote-unquote, humiliated his employee on the air and the stories were that he would his whole voicemail would be full hey hey hall you fucking asshole (laughs) you go on the radio and you treat this guy like this hey fuck you and then he'd call people and say hey this is david oh look who it is you fucking dick hey it's just a character oh yeah bullshit don't talk to me like i'm stupid and it just has struck me funny for 20 years. So, Kintera, I just always think who's the nicest guy that I know is Coach. And then I'm like, okay, well, what's just shit that he absolutely wouldn't, wouldn't do, do wouldn't do or wouldn't say? And, uh, yeah, hopefully it doesn't hurt his feelings because we only do it because we love him. Yeah, there's so much of it, though, that that's funny as shit, though. I mean, that stuff that he, you have him do, like the drink in Yoohoo. Is right. Coach right would up, drink Yoohoo. Right up there. Yeah, it's Grilled fucking it's so great. It's yeah. so fucking great. Oh Tomato my gosh. soup. Oh man, I I, I got to uh, well not get a couple of these things. I'm gonna tell you two things I saw yesterday that were were very strange to me. Were very strange. You All tell right. me if I'm a, a little bit stranger how you would react as far as what happened. I want to mention the guys that, of course, support this show. We're going to start off with uh, Dan Williams. Dan Williams is your financial guy. We tell you all the time, calling Dan Williams can save you a lot of money. A lot of people are really concerned about what's happening in today's market, and they're wondering where their money is going to go and what's the right thing to do with a little bit extra money in their pocket. More importantly, they're talking about retiring, and will they ever retire and would they retire too? Dan Williams is your guy. Everything related to finances, 858-688-6813, 858-688-6813. Damn, Dave, it happened to me. I was, I feel like I was bragging two months ago about how nice it feels to pay off this bill and that bill. And then all of a sudden you have kid's birthday and then clipper tickets are 300 bucks and then transmission's 200 and then this is another 150 and you go, God dang, you're just paying out money left and right. And it can really, really impact you when you have a car payment. It can impact you like I'm dealing with right now, just two or three credit card bills, making sure that you have them managed to manage the income so that they're paid on time and you're not killed by interest rates. But when it can really matter is when you have to pay a mortgage. And it feels like, man, we are at that time of year where it's the holidays coming up, it's Thanksgiving coming up. You may be like, we just went through where we had to do a birthday and then we got a party this weekend and then auto repairs and then braces are coming right behind that and then Christmas and everything else that you're doing. And oh yeah, going away for nine days 
it can make you absolutely crazy. That's why Dan's plan is so incredibly vital for any of you that are homeowners. But where he can really help is if you are in the military or have spent time in the military and you want to buy a house because there are so many different plans that Dan can help get you in. 858-688-6813 is the number. Get those two books. Have him help you out and give you the peace of mind. It really is, Dave, even though I'm not worried about the mortgage. Yeah. I fucked around 20 years ago and let my credit slip. And now that it's up in the high 700s, I need to maintain it there. So I'm diligently <clears throat> checking these accounts every day, making the payments that I need to make. Dan will give you the tips to do it the right way so your credit score continues to rise, your bank account is manageable, and most importantly, all those bills are paid on time. You need to find a way to incorporate your mortgage into your overall financial plan. 858-688-6813. Also, don't forget about Brian Curry when it comes to selling real estate. Nobody knows real estate throughout San Diego County better than our friend Brian Curry. Brian's your guy. has won a ton of awards. He's been doing it more than 20 years. You hear us talk about him all the time. I'm using him right now. Brian's number, 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. Well, I got to tell you, I made a big mistake. <clears throat> made a big mistake. I think a lot of people, a few people knew that I had talked about maybe moving to L.A., <clears throat> being able to do the show down the line from Los Angeles, and I used an agent other than Brian over the weekend. And the guy said, he goes, hey, I got two houses I want you to look at. They're really going to be fantastic. I went, first one was right below the Getty Museum. The second one was right next to the Reagan Library. I said, what the hell am I doing here? The guy said, look, man, we can get a great deal on this. 9,000 acres have been burned out. You're missing three walls, but guess what? That's what drywall is for. Let's sign the papers, baby. I said, no, I got to go. The guy said, hey, listen, asshole. I didn't give up my Sunday to come out to this goddamn fire zone and get ash in my lungs for nothing. I said, God dang, I got to get out of here. So don't be a dumb shit like me and almost buy a house that's basically a straw house in the middle of the fire zone. That's why you want to call Brian Curry, because Brian Curry is going to help you out, and you're going to get a house that you go, is this house blue, or is it ash gray? <laughs> hey, what's with all the goddamn questions? <laughs> call Brian, tell him Dave and Jeff sent you, and find that house that you want, as long as that house is not in Imperial Beach, California, home of the Tijuana sewage system. <laughs> Thinking about that perfect pool to go with that perfect house, guess what? TaylorMade Pools, they've been in business more than 20 years as well. Alan Taylor is the one who owns that company. Does a fantastic job when you think about that perfect pool, that saltwater technology that everybody's using right now, the waterfalls, the grotto, the slides. Turn your backyard into a staycation, resort, barbecues, fire pits, you name it. Alan Taylor can do it all. His number is 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. Dave, I have a friend of mine who does a fantasy football show on Sirius XM. Uh, her name, she goes by Lisa Ann. I've heard of her. Yeah. And on Saturday, she texted to say, hey, it's Jack and Cade's birthday. Tell them happy birthday. Very cool. We should FaceTime later this afternoon. Oh, boy. I was like, God damn, that'd be great. <laughs> but the divorce isn't final. And as I mentioned earlier, I'm going to get a shitload of money out of her. 
<laughs> and I need to keep that in check. But you know what I was thinking as I'm sitting there on Saturday, uh, texting back and forth with radio host Lisa Ann. Yes. And I tell you what, I'm really tired of people telling me there's pictures of her on the internet. Those are all doctored. She's a radio host. Yes. Uh, but I thought, you know what would make it happen is get to his house from Brian Curry in the spring and then uh, put in that tailor-made pool. And next year, when these little shitheads <laughs> turn 13, send them away with their mom. They can go to Soak City. And I bring goddamn Lisa Ann and her friend Kay Parker. Yeah. And who else is coming down, Dave? Whoever you want. Missy Martinez. Pepper. Who? Missy. I know her. Yeah. She Met is her. a great girl. Love her. And they're all going to come down and guess what we're going to say. Hey, how was the drive down? It was tough. A little tough around Camp Pendleton. Well, guess what? Help yourself to the grotto. That's why I built that big, tall fence. Just get in there and get comfortable and relax. You goddamn angels deserve it. And they're like, hey, what time's Dave coming over? And I'll say, I don't know anybody named Dave. <laughs> you get in there. I'm going to drag across the water volleyball net. And we're going to play best of 70 right here. It's going to be me and Jeannie Pepper against you silly rats. And that's how it happens. But guess what? Not going to happen unless I get that pool from TaylorMade Pools. Absolutely. Now, that's if, the way it goes. Now start if, somewhere. Yeah, start somewhere. Now, if you guys get a pool from there, yeah, I don't know who the fuck's coming over. <laughs> I can't make any promises. Who else? Who could come over there, Dave? Diane Cannon? Can we get Diane Cannon to come <laughs> down for could, the weekend? You probably could get Diane Cannon. She coming down? Diane, you know, your face is falling. Shit, you take that back. What happened to Diane Cannon? I'll tell you the other thing that's going to happen when I get a tailor-made pool. Yes. A, you know who we're going to have? And you'll be there at the welcome party. I'm looking at two guests outside the names already mentioned. You know who else? Who are you thinking? I'm thinking Pam Greer and Lisa Lisa. That's a fucking hell of a party, isn't it? And then uh, we'll have disappointing Joseph in the corner. <laughs> Playing my man, Tad Ryan, playing music. But it all starts with a, a tailor-made pool. That's the way it goes. If you don't have any uh, tailor-made pool, guess what? Chicks are going to be like, hey, guess what? When the phone doesn't ring, you know it's me. Beat it. Call Alan. Call Amy. Get that pool built and stop living your loser life. Dickless. <laughs> Is that the way it would go? Jeez, that's cold. You better make the right call. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Also, don't forget about our good friend Kyle Fluker, building great websites. He's done two fantastic websites for us. He can do the right thing for you as well. Our, again, our, our jakesprojects.org. You can check it out. You can also check out DaveAndJeffShow.com. Kyle Fluger is doing a great job. Again, if I was you, I'd schedule this appointment soon to help your business out, 619-500-6621. Well, the thing I love about him is we tweaked the idea. We told you a couple of weeks ago that myself, Al Horton, and Glenn Geffner were yep. going to go into business, and JoJo Tarantino. We were going to go into business with jailbabes.com, but we realized that for all the single guys out there, especially in the greater Miami and Peoria, Arizona area, yep. that had we done jailbabes.com, you guys are going to make a reservation for two at Golden Corral, and guess what? You're going to be eating by yourself. So guess what we're doing? Led by the direction of Kyle Fluger, 
all four of those cities, including San Diego, are going to be represented. It's no longer jailbabes.com. It's babesonprobation.com. <laughs> That's going to be our new site. A marketing genius. Yeah. Couple of girls that appreciate a good eraser on a pencil because yep. sometimes mistakes are made. That you can meet them, take them to dinner at that Sizzler in Murphy Canyon or Arizona's yeah. right out there. What else do they got? Red Robin? Don't they have one of those in Peoria? Yeah, absolutely, there is. You can take them to, to Nick Bonacani's in Miami. Or you can take them to Scott Studwell's in Minneapolis. <laughs> Any one of those restaurants. Again, so excited. We're just a few short months away from the launch of babesonprobation.com. Be no other site like it. How did Scott Studwell make it on this show? Isn't that great? That is great. Oh, my gosh. That's I'm not sure. I remember either. I don't know if it's Ben or Steve or Paul, but one of the three of those guys met their current spouse on babesonprobation.com. <laughs> I can't remember which one it was. <laughs> All right, so uh, yesterday I go to the Charger-Packers game. Okay. And, and I tell you what, of all the NFL games I've gone to, it's like they all kind of mix together, the NFL games. Yeah. Number one, shocked that the Chargers won that fucking game. Shocked. It was. It was, it was. Literally, it was unbelievable. They, they, the red zone offense stinks, but at the same time, yeah. it's the fucking Packers. Right. It's the best game I've seen the Chargers play in a long time. That has nothing to do with anything. Anyway, when the game's over, I'm asked to go into the winning locker room. Mm-hmm. So I go into the Charger locker room, of course. I saw your buddy Ed. And uh, I go and I grab Hunter Henry as my post-game guest. Okay. So I the deal is I get Hunter Henry on with uh, ESPN back east, and he's just sitting in his locker. And as I'm talking to him, he's already, already showered, dressed, the whole deal. He grabs his left kneecap. Okay? I'm asking okay. you as someone who's had knee surgery before. On that same left knee. Yeah. And as he's talking, you know, he's just sitting there, not even paying attention. He takes his left kneecap. He moves it all the way to the side of his leg, Jeff, while his leg is straight, and then moves it back. Does it like five times. His patella? Like his fucking top? kneecap. Like he moves it like it's a goddamn joystick. Dude, how wild is that? Dude, it was freaking me out. Like I wanted to throw up. And I was like, your kid, dude, don't stop doing that. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, wow. I'm like, that's not fucking normal. No. And he's, you know, he's straightening his leg out. Like, ah, my knee's a little sore. Oh, that's weird. I'm just going to take my kneecap and put it on the left side of my thigh, basically, for a little bit. Then I'm going to pull it back. It was, Damn. It, was, it was it was, so fucking bizarre. And you sit, and we've seen NFL players yeah. that when they retire and they can barely walk, you go, that's shit. Like, that's why. Wow. And you're just you're going, what the hell? I mean, Hunter Henry's in his mid-20s, and he's yeah. just moving that kneecap all over the fucking, like, five times. I don't even think he realized he was even doing it. He's just wow. sitting there just talking. It was, it was throwing me off. The other right. thing, the other thing is, so I, I'm done. I, I walk out. Saw our buddy Kurt Sandoval. Told me yeah. to tell you hello. Didn't tell you off this time. I appreciate it. Saw Kurt, and I'm walking out. And um, and uh, usually the way it works is the visiting team. They they eat and they go towards the mm-hmm. buses. Then there, for some people, they have friends and family. They they actually there's a tennis court right next to the stadium. Oh yeah, sure. You know? And so people will meet up with friends and family there. Well, there's one guy just leaning against the wall, just talking to like seven of his buddies and stuff. And then you realize it's Aaron Rodgers. Wow. And you, you sit there and you look at Aaron because everyone's watched Aaron for years. And then I started thinking, I don't know if I've seen Aaron Rodgers play in person except when he was with Cal, when he played against Sonny Cumbie and those guys here at the Holiday Bowl. That, but I saw him at least once. We have at, seen at him Qualcomm. here. Okay. Yeah, at least once, if okay. not twice. You're probably right. 
And yeah. so, I'm, but I was in my mind. I'm trying to think. We had it. Had it anyway. Mm-hmm. He's still. He's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Oh yeah. Had a horrible day. You know, got through for 35 yards in the first half. You know, I knew you weren't watching uh, a ton of what was going on, but it was bizarre. But it was weird to see a guy that you see on TV all the time as you know the State yeah. Farm guy or the yeah. superstar NFL athlete. Just hanging out, talking to his buddies the way you and I would talk if we were talking to Woods and Josh Rosenberg and those yeah. guys. You know what I mean? It was weird to see a guy in a different environment that you see at a different level. And, and like, I stopped for a second. I looked, and then I was looking at his friends. Are they looking at him like, that's our, that's a superstar, or that's just, hey, that's just fucking Aaron? And it was it was cool to see him just with his boys. It wasn't yeah. – there yeah. wasn't no, hey, you're the quarterback of the Packers. Hey, you're a future Hall of Famer. It was – Hey, that, that's what I do for a living, but I'm with my boys. Like, we're in the backyard drinking beers. It was it was kind of cool to see. Yeah, we, we've we been through it a couple of different times. You've seen it with, I mean, we saw it with Padre players that, that you got to know. Now, it wasn't that level of relationship. Yeah. The craziest thing for me, uh, on two of them, I'll give, I'll give you one and then I'll give you the other one. Okay. The first one was working for Dan Henderson. Because I literally would hang with him every day. Yeah. We'd do these interviews or he'd come and hang out at the office. And then we'd travel for his fight. And whether we went to St. Louis or Nashville or San Jose, very tight group. Again, around him, fight week, shooting videos, doing this whole thing. And it's really mellow. And then all of a sudden it gets to be fight night. And there's about six of us in the group that have been there the whole way. And now you find yourself at ringside and there's whatever, 15, 16,000 people in the arena. And they fire up Toby Keith, yeah, Made in America. And you hear it and here comes the guy. And the guy that you've hung out with every day and bullshitted and fucked around and doing whatever... And you got 17,000 people screaming, and then you watch them go into this octagon, and it's, dude, it's a pretty wild feeling to do that. Yeah. But that's on one level. That's Dan's not on an Aaron Rodgers level, but known around the world in MMA. What was funny was last week, after Tingler was named, and you're just seeing all these things on social media, and... People that are saying to me, well, Tinkler's here for one year and then Boach is coming back. Now, people that I'm like, I don't even think you know Boach. What do you know? Yeah. Right? And Tinkler's the manager of our team. So whether we liked it or not, I'm not cheering for that guy to fail. If he does great, then he goes, shit, I didn't see that coming. How realistic it is, I guess, is yet to be determined. But... I'm just watching all of these guys that are saying, oh, Bochi's the guy and this and that, whatever. And I don't know if he's in Poway. He's not a guy that pays attention to social media. Probably has the radio on somewhat, but he's not listening like others do to hear their name. And so I just said to my buddy at work, I go, you know, I'm going to text him right now. Yeah. I'm going to text him. And I just sent him a text and I go, uh, it's pretty amazing how many people in this town think that you're the manager of this team next year. And I just said, hey, man, I hope all is well. Dave and I owe you lunch when your schedule allows. And 
my buddy goes, God damn, you can just <laughs> text Boach or Weddle and yep. just guys you're friends with. And you go, yeah. I go, I don't bug him. But every now and then you just check in to say, hey, how you doing? What's up? Absolutely. And 15 minutes later, I get a text that says, ha, 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 only if D- you and Dave are part of the package. <laughs> and you go, dude, that's a Hall of Fame manager. Yeah. A guy who's so well-respected in the game by fans, by media, by players, the whole thing. And you go, I don't do it often. Yeah. Check in with him about every three months. But yeah, Dave, when you go, somebody does that, kind of looks out, and I just had fun putting it on social media, but it was more just getting a kick out of it. Absolutely. Where you go, yeah, that's pretty cool. And I don't know. I mean, we just know different people at different levels. Like I was with my sons for their birthday, and I told their mom, I go, I wish them happy birthday, and I laugh every time I put a picture up of them. Because both Nicole Eggert and Lisa Ann will like it. Yeah, they do. And I go, at this point, that doesn't really mean anything in their world. Yeah. But in about five years, my wife, uh, my ex-wife's like, it may not be five years. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, no shit. I was like, by the time I was about 50. But I go, the thing is. That's funny. Nobody has said anything to me yet yeah. about it. And she asked me, she goes, have they said anything? Lisa asked oh, me. Oh, wow. And I go, no. But I go, I may not want to. Hey, Vita, can you wait for a second? I got a FaceTime right now. And she's in the middle of uh, filming. Lisa needs a plumber. So we got to move quick before the lighting gets bad. Um, we'll just uh, we'll reschedule that for a date in the future. But yeah, that's got to be pretty cool, right? For those guys that that grew up with her. Who's the one person? Oh my gosh. Let me ask you this. Who's the one person that you know where you think, man, I may not even realize how much of a celebrity that person actually is? Oh, that's funny, man. Um, I don't think there's, I don't have one like that. I think all of them I'm in, in my, like there are times after I, so I'm associated with someone yeah, and I leave and I'm like, that's fucking nuts. I, I tell you, uh, um, not long ago I was in Arizona uh-huh. and they you go down this goddamn river and this, this fucking inner tube, I think it's mm-hmm. the salt river. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. If I get it wrong, someone's going to tell me tomorrow. So, um, we're going down the inner tube, and it's, I think it was it was Trevor Hoffman. Okay, right. we're doing this yeah. for three hours. You told me this. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like it's like Trevor. It's it's you know Brett Boone. It's Bob Boone. It's um, God dang, I wonder if Aaron was there. Aaron used to we used to see Aaron in, in Arizona all the time. I remember you saying yeah. Trevor and Brett. Yeah, were there. Yeah, and then we uh, and then afterwards we get out of these goddamn inner tubes, and you know we're talking base. Trevor and I are just talking baseball for three hours, which was cool yeah. as shit. And then we all go out to dinner, and it was weird to sit at the table because there right. is, there is, um, uh, there. It's funny you're kind of judged with those guys, not me, but mm-hmm. those guys on whoever had the better career, kind of runs the table. Is that yeah. weird? Yeah. So Trevor is the Hall of Famer, you know. Bob's you know been in the league 24 years, a VP. Brett had that had a great career as well. Unbelievable. But when it all came around, it was, it was Trevor was the guy. 
You know yeah. what I'm saying? But Trevor doesn't talk like that. Like, no. you know, we've had Brett in here a bunch mm-hmm. of times, and I'm around Brett a lot. Brett will sit there and talk to you, and you go, he gives you that feeling, that's a big league ball player. Yeah. Trevor's not that guy. But Brett does it. He's not. I'm not saying he's cocky or arrogant. No, no, I'm, no. I'm but I want to point out to people yeah. that when Brett's here and you can talk baseball with him, yeah. it's so fun because I hope the thing that he likes about coming in this show, and I really didn't get to hear him on 97.3, so I can't tell you. Like, you and I don't talk to him and try to hang on the same no. level. It's when comedians used to come in. You go, dude. I'm not going to try to go one for one. Exactly. Just give me a goddamn line. Give me somewhere to, to point you in the right direction, and we'll get the fuck out of your way. Yep. Do you want the mic on? Do you hear laughs? Do you want mics off so you can get the line out? And we're stoked you're here. It's the same thing with Brett, Dave. So, yeah, I, I can imagine that's got to be really, really fun. Yeah, it was cool. To have that conversation, right? Ears open, mouth shut. Yeah, that was it. That was it. I don't think yeah. I said uh, hardly a word. You know what I mean? I just yeah. wanted to listen. I just want to hear baseball stuff. Yeah. And that's when, you know, people go, well, how do you know what, you know, what's going on with the Bryce Harper? How do you know what's going on with Trey Turner and that kind of shit? Right. right there? Because fucking, I, I, I know someone really well that tells me exactly what's happening. You that know what I'm saying? That knows the right shit. That knows exactly what's happening. Like we, I knew, you and I both knew, the Nationals didn't give a shit about Bryce Harper over a right. year and a half ago. He, they were going to let him go. Which but was they pretty lo- wild. But they love Trey Turner and they love Soto. Yeah, uh-huh. you know, I mean, it, it was, and everything they decided to hold on to. And as Jeff said at the beginning of the show, he's a very close friend that's a scout with the Nationals. Yeah, guys that we like got a World Series ring last week. That yeah. was cool for us as friends. Yeah, to, to when I left here on that night to call a buddy of mine that I've known since I was 15 years old that went through so much and spent 30 minutes just chatting with him as I drove yeah. home about what the night was like and just reminding him like, Hey man, a lot of us remember the path that you took to get where you are tonight. Yeah. It wasn't about, um, fuck the Astros or anything else. Like for us. And I I just kept saying, who you heard from? He goes, well, I'm getting a lot of texts more than anything, but I go, how's your family? Cause his family's family to me. He goes, fuck man, it's pretty wild. He goes, it's pretty cool. You know, one, one other one, I know you're going to say something in a second. One other one that stands out to me because, uh, you mentioned him on the show as well. When uh, Jake passed last October 30th, last December, uh, it was around Christmas time, the mm-hmm. Ravens played the Chargers. Yeah. And when the Ravens won that game, yeah. well, Weddle's happy as can be, just beat his old team. But dude, it could do comes in the locker room, sweaty as fuck with his uniform, you know, beat yeah. his old team, just said goodbye to Phillip Rivers. Dude, sees me. Yeah. And gives me maybe the best hug I got out of everybody. Just, just with his pads on, everything. He knew what was going on as a dad, as a friend. Coolest shit that he stopped everything that was going on because he felt bad for me. Yeah, I check in with him about once a month. And it's just a couple of things. They're on social media or whatever. And I'm going, by the way, to Rams-Ravens. Josh, That's what Josh got me for uh birthday gift. Remember I said never seen a yeah. Rams game in the Coliseum? What's the date on that? It's uh, December, oh, excuse me, November 25th. Nice. So Monday. Dude, you'll Monday love it. Monday Night Football. Oh, you'll love it. It's so fun. Um... And like I can just tell you, I I don't I don't care what anybody thinks about him. I can just say from my perspective, yeah, it, he and I had a different kind of friendship yeah. than others. And when I was working for Dan, we were gonna do an athletes deal with him, and he was like, "You and I'll just negotiate it. I don't need my agent in on this one. We'll just do it. We'll yeah. figure it out." 
We'll do the whole thing. Um, last year, I said to him, "Hey, I'm doing a charity event. I've never bugged you. Can I can I bug you for a jersey?" He goes, dude. Not only can you bug me for a jersey, I'm going to send you a gamer. He did, which he did, and then it's just different stuff checking in, and you go, "Yeah, that's pretty cool." But a couple that have been really really fun. When you think about it over the years, look, I talked to Mud, especially now in the off season, yeah. a couple of times a week and just checking in what's going on, family stuff more than baseball stuff. And like, but go anywhere with Mud and you go, and it's fun. Yeah. Um, we were out with Jim Trotter the other night and like Jim's a guy that, text a lot with we chat we go he and i and sean walchev go for the fights and it's funny driving today and hearing darren hey jim trotter nfl network was there like oh fuck was he able to make it or did his leg hurt <laughs> ah do you have sore leg but it's just a guy who's family to me but the two dave that stand out where you go wow this is a pretty wild job where you just get to meet people on a different level were two that were really, really... Well, actually, you could go... Philip Rivers was one. Yeah. Where you just sat with him so often and got to know him. Rodney Jr. Absolutely. Would be Charger guys. Right. Where we just hung yeah. with them all the time. And yeah. now you look at Rodney just doing an amazing job on NBC. What Jr. meant. But then from a baseball standpoint, uh, you mentioned Trevor... Tony Gwynn was so goddamn nice to this show. Sure was. So nice to Dave. So nice to Josh. So nice to me. Um, and everything we did. And like you just, you remember him and you go, that guy is a goddamn Hall of yeah. Famer. Mr. San Diego. Eight-time batting champion, yep. all that. And then, just like recently, his name came up today. I flash back to sitting in Fox Sports San Diego and just sitting and bullshitting with Steve Garvey for an hour. Yeah. And I know that's your guy and we go crazy about it. But you just, yeah, man, I hope people in whatever walks of life you're in find the opportunity to to chat with people. Somebody asked me about Jerry Coleman the other day, about Vin Scully, yeah. about uh, just different people like that that you get the opportunity. Jim Nance who's obviously tight with Scott and Billy Ray, but was on our thing and just is such a nice guy that you go, yeah, it's it's really fun. But then you realize, you go, God, these guys are goddamn big-time players. Yeah. I don't know. I make, that makes me more excited about them than it does me. Yeah, I, I'm not like, oh, how great are we? Because we get – I'm like, shit, man, Brett Boone. Yeah. Who comes here and hangs around and fucks around and was so great to Jake. You go, dude, go look at the back of that guy's baseball card. Stud. It's pretty cool. Stud. And is nice enough to put up with our shit. Yeah. And you know what? <laughs> if everything falls right, someday we'll all be saying the same thing about Jace Tingler. <laughs> you got anything to say before we get out of here about that? Tingler? We haven't talked about it when it was made official. Um, that he manages games in his head. That he's won a lot of games. Dude, admit it. It was the worst press conference you've ever seen. It was really bad. It was really fucking bad. Yeah, it just uh, it just was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, it was worse than you could possibly imagine. Right. It was almost like a Saturday Night Live skit. It was really bad. 
And I just and he, uh, and he, I sit there and go, really? He's one of the, he's the most qualified guy. I mean, out of thirty guys on the hey, planet, Dave, I'm he's one be, of them. Hey, don't I'm not a guy who's going to spend a lot of time in my office. <laughs> I'm going to be out shagging fly balls and establishing relationships with relievers. Like, really? What do you think Boach thinks when he reads that or hears that? He couldn't give less of a fuck. You know, the reason I say it is we saw Boach in his last year. I'd like year. to know what Andy Green thinks of that. No shit. Because you look at Boach, who's a Hall of Fame manager, yeah. and we know Boach's schedule. He was in the office at 12, right? and it was basically back home maybe by 12. Right. Busy as fuck. No time for shagging and hitting no. fungos. And I'm going to be in the gym. Dude, what are you doing? Do you understand what what the managers do in today's game? There's so much goddamn analytics and meetings and shit that even happens before the guys even get there. Hey, I'm going to make mistakes, but then the players are going to make mistakes. So that puts us on a common ground. I'm like, oh god damn it! <laughs> how much? Like how many motivational speech? How many TED talks did you watch? Fucking stop! <laughs> Fuck it, right? Isn't he yeah, that I'm guy? I'm with you 100. I can't believe it. I just go, this fucking guy, I tuned him out yeah. 15 seconds in, which is about 11 longer than Machado will give him. Holy, that's the problem. Well, I think if you talk to Adrian Beltre or you talk to Rafael Palmero or you talk to fucking Jim Sundberg, <laughs> I was like, God damn it. Who else? Bert Blylevin? Wilbur Wood available? Jim Sundberg. Fuck. Right? Yes. Hey, nobody's going to out-hustle us. Uh, have you... Uh, hi, uh, Jay Paris. Have you had a chance to talk to players? Well, it's been busy, but I'm making almost two phone calls a day. <laughs> two a two? day? How many Pink people or Padre fans have jobs where they have to call 100 a day minimum? Well, and the guy can't call, make more than two. Yeah. Fuck. Well, shit. AJ's got me doing a lot of shit around here. You know what the one question that I yeah. didn't hear, and and I didn't hear every interview. <laughs> you know what I'd like to know? What? I'd like to know one thing. What's the first thing you put in your office? What's the first thing? Are you in that office yet? What's the first thing you put in? Because Oh, that's hilarious. I'll tell you what. It's in the cleaning crew in there because I guarantee you Andy Green pissed right in the fucking corner <laughs> behind the bookshelf <laughs> on the way out. Right? What's the one thing? Like, ask him something different. Oh, my God. What do you put in the office? What do you do? What's your routine? Starting tomorrow, walk me through your routine. Don't tell me you're going back down to the Dominican because you got a three-game homestand coming up against the Lucha Libres. Like, what do you do tomorrow? I want to know exactly what he does. Well, I'm going to go fishing, and I'm going to sleep in, and I'm going to get five new hats. <laughs> I just dude, it was the whole thing was crazy. I know it you felt you, so scripted it and did. fake and phony. And I know you you always give me a hard time because I tell you when I go to these damn Charger games, I always find the guys who are really baseball people, but they're stuck yeah. doing NFL games. What do you hear? I ask all the time. I go, "What do you guys hear? What's going on?" And they they couldn't believe it. They just they it felt go, like Mike McCoy. That to me, watching him, it, it felt like Mike McCoy. It, it was. I mean, people were just amazed. They were just going. They they didn't say the you know the joke like the soap Padres. It wasn't even a, a goof because there's no animosity. No, it was just one of those of 
what what are they doing? Like, you, you, this is where you guys are going to make your run. You already right. got a huge star in Manny Machado. You got the next huge Tatis. star in Tatis, and you bring a guy in that fucking it seems overmatched before day one. Oh, I won't be overmatched. We're not. We're all going to hustle. Bullshit. What got, do you mean bullshit? You got two of the worst hustlers in Major League Baseball in Myers and Machado. And uh, hey, I'm good. Hey, it's relationships. <laughs> I'm a fucking guy. Work for all I was my like, asshole. Yeah, calm down, Sean Aston. <laughs> oh my gosh. Dude, right? did you see? Yeah, I tell you what, media people in San Diego aren't going to ask tough questions, but that person that asked Adam Gase that question yesterday, did you catch it? I know you're no. busy as fuck. <laughs> so obviously, you know that the, the Jets lose to the Dolphins in yeah. Miami. Yeah. The guy asked straight out, does this justify Stephen Ross firing you? Oh, I'm not going to answer that shit. He just right away does. It was so fucking great. It was such a great question. Oh, God. And he just, I'm not answering that. He was so pissed off, but it was, it was. I would have given the guy a raise. Came back to the office. You just got a raise, bro. <laughs> fucking that was great. I would have laughed, dude, immediately. I, uh, that guy. I mean, the whole thing, the whole thing was so full of shit. Yeah. It's just all full of shit. And that's the problem. Yep. It's just, they needed, I know we got to get the fuck out of here. I just, Dave, they needed a win this off season. And so far, I don't want to say it's a loss because I just, uh, because then you go, fuck, now I'm cheering against the guy to validate no, I, my point. Not, I, none I don't of us are. That. We aren't rooting against him. That's for sure. No, but you just go, God dang it, man. Yeah. You just go, God dang. And then when I listen to the guy, that's why I put out that tweet. I'm like, oh, there's nothing like the the day one excitement with a new leader. And I put pictures out of uh, Norv yeah. and Pat Murphy <laughs> and Andy Green yep. and that asshole McCoy. Like all these fucks say the same shit. They do. They're like telling their wife as they're sitting there, "Hey, I'm gonna need a brown tie." Hey, listen, we got a lot of work to do. We're gonna nobody's gonna outwork us, honey. Is that good? Oh, that's great. Yeah, I'm sure the season ticket guys just fucking sat in there, played bubble hockey all day because they didn't have shit to do. One fucking ring called, and it was Steve from the IT department. <laughs> Or uh, Alan, yeah, not even Alan, Joe from uh, telling you your social security number had been fucking violated. Oh you didn't God. get shit. Nobody called and was like, hey, I'm all excited about Jace Tingler. Ting. If I hear one more guy call him Ting, Fowler and all these other dumb fucks. Hey, I think all these players are going to respond to Ting. Shut up, dude! Oh my god! So Canapa writes because of Ting. He goes in baseball. Everybody adds a Y to everything. Yeah, our buddy Jason Miramonte's first thing underneath. I mean, like within a second. Shitty. You right. He writes a Y behind. <laughs> dude, it made me laugh. Ella. It was really fucking funny, dude. Canapa had to laugh. He didn't respond. It was no, great. of course not. Oh my god! Too busy writing about the, the bike lane. The guy. I've never seen a guy. God, eye off the ball more than Nick. And finally, the line of the week goes. Our friend Jay Paris gets the fucking quote of the week from the overmatch Fred Moss. Yeah, who didn't do shit to get the Chargers in San Diego, but was always good for a quote. So I appreciate that. 
Fred Moss had the funniest fucking line I've ever read when Jay asked him, hey, any chance the Chargers are coming back to San Diego? Goddamn Fred Moss said, there's a better chance of them playing in my backyard pool than there is of them ever going back to San Diego. Uh, I hate to do that to you, but we fucking told you, Ben Higgins, you nut, that they weren't coming back here. Stop with that bullshit and building up false dreams. Fred Moss just told you they're not playing here. Move on. What day are we coming back this week? Uh, I believe. What the hell day is today? Monday? Today's Monday. We I just think watch we'll, Monday Night Football. We'll, uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, we'll be back here Wednesday night. Wednesday night. Okay. I didn't know if you were going to say Thursday for the Chargers or Raiders. No, shit. No. Are you kidding me? Traffic getting south on a Thursday night's atrocious. So, uh, no, we'll, we'll be back Wednesday night. All right. Again, today's word of the day was horrendous. Horrendous. Regarding the alternate road jerseys, I have been told they are beyond awful. That's incredible. And whoever, look, whoever signed off on it, um, let's see what happens on Saturday. Yeah. But it's people that I really, really like and people that I really trust. And I, I don't believe they're, they're dicking with us. Like setting us up and then we're going to see them all. And we're going to be like, dude, those are great. What were you doing? (laughs) I don't think it's that. I think they're, they're honestly telling us right now, Hey, these, these may be fucked up. Shit. If you fuck this up, the guy who fucked him up needs to be fired immediately. We'll we'll know, we'll know on Saturday. Yeah. And if, dude, you you, you had one job, asshole. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Reminds me of the scene in The Departed. <laughs> Can I talk to you for a second? <laughs> he just jacks him against the wall. I'm the uh, guy who has his job. You must be the other guy. <laughs> dude. That movie is so great, but just watch it for Baldwin and Wahlberg. Yeah, that's exactly right. All All right, right, we'll see you Wednesday. See you.